Today's episode is about passive advertising and how you can market to an audience without actually selling to them. This passive advertising that I'm referring to is a subtle call to action that does not interfere with the recipient's current activities. My name is Gina, and I'm head of audio at Dreamer Productions and StageHam Entertainment. I create sound identities for companies, brands, individuals, and events. In the past, sound was underutilized and pretty much ignored in marketing. However, the tides are turning and it's becoming more and more prevalent every single day. With the huge focus on voice-activated technology, AI, AR, and even the rise of podcasting, it is clear that if you don't have a unique voice, you will be lost in the ever-increasing noise. But here's the great news. Because of this never-ending, always-increasing form of digital media and online advertising, we have more opportunities than ever before to make ourselves heard and be creative in defining a unique sound identity. Now, I'm going to use a word that has gotten a bad rap, but stick with me for a minute as I redefine it for this purpose. Sound and music is a subliminal message that you instill in your audience. However, subliminal messaging does not have to be a negative thing. Here's an example of visual subliminal marketing that is not underhanded or shady, but rather clever in my opinion. Have you ever really looked at the Amazon logo? Well, look at it again. I had to after hearing this one. Look at the arrow under the text Amazon. I always just thought it was an arrow. Never really put much thought into it. Actually, I kind of thought it was a smiley face. You know, happy customers. Well, turns out it has a very specific message. The arrow starts on the A and ends on the Z, symbolizing that Amazon is everything from A to Z. Pretty good, right? Or how about the Baskin-Robbins logo with its initials at the front? A friend just recently pointed this one out to me. If you look on the outside of the BR abbreviation before they spell out the whole title, it's pink instead of blue. There's a reason for this. The pink highlights that the inside of the abbreviation spells 31 for the 31 flavors. Or what about FedEx? How you see an arrow outlined between the E and the X? Now you can say, okay, Gina, you're slow. I already knew that. And that's your prerogative. But my point is still clear. Subliminal marketing does not have to be a negative thing. In fact, it can be incredibly positive and also make your point and mission that much more clear. All of my examples I listed hold a visual representation of their mission within the lettering. Nothing underhanded, just subtle. It's not manipulation per se, but more a deeper form of connecting with your audience. When you think about Amazon or Baskin-Robbins or FedEx after hearing about their logos, it doesn't make you mad. It probably just makes you chuckle or you've got a little smirk on your face or you're rolling your eyes right now. Whatever your reaction, I can pretty much guarantee you're not upset. Advertising through sound or music is exactly that. It's a way to subtly instill your brand into the recipient's subconscious without interrupting their day and without pushing your agenda. The brilliant thing about this is, if done right, you formed a deeper connection with them and your brand is that much more likely to be recalled by them in the future. Whenever they hear that sound, your sound, again, they think of you. For my next example to avoid legalities, I'm just going to hum a few things to you and you tell me if you recognize them. Ba-da-ba-ba-ba. Dun, 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 dun. 
Da, da, da. Chances are at least one of these sounded familiar. These are called mnemonics, short melodic phrases used as a sonic identity, or as they used to be known, jingles. However, mnemonics are so much more than a jingle. They define the whole brand. They're the foundation of a company's music style guide, if for the sake of this argument they've instilled one. A mnemonic is passive advertising. It's not offensive, and it's not in your face. Because of mnemonics, we know that is McDonald's. Dun, 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 dun is Intel Pentium processor chip. Na-da-da is NBC. No one told us that. No one sold us anything. It's just there sitting in the background, being repeated over different platforms and campaigns of those marketing companies. And through the simple act of repetition, you've learned what it means. In this day and age, no one wants to be sold to. They want to make up their own mind without being pressured. I was listening to a podcast the other day called Brand Builder, where Dave Gearhart, VP of Marketing at Drift, shares some huge knowledge bombs. He said that according to Harvard Business Review, 75% of B2B gather all of their information before even going to your website. That's pretty phenomenal if you think about it. Information is free. It's everywhere. Case in point with this podcast. The power lies in the consumer, not the company. The consumer makes up their mind who they want to do business with, buy from, partner with. They do all this on their own thanks to the information superhighway. They don't even have to ask a person necessarily a question. We've got bots for that now. The world of marketing is changing. We have to think differently at how we market to our audience. We can't just sell at them anymore. We have to draw them in, in a new way a more subtle way. This is how we stack the deck to get people paying attention to us. Right now, I'm trying to develop an out-of-the-box logo kit for those companies and brands not willing or not able to go the custom route quite yet. I have a ton of logos that I've created purely off of me sitting down and going, "Mm, I want this one to sound like a corporate tech logo. Or, I want this one to sound like an 80s TV show theme. Or, this one should be a little goofy because you never know. At one point, and you can find these on Pond5, I created 210 different variations off of one five-second logo creation. Actually, it was... Just over five seconds. I see now that was a little excessive, but I chalk it up to a good practice. I'm currently deciding on what elements should be included in these packages and the different price points. Creating 210 different variations that are slightly different from each other probably isn't necessary. So, what I've come down to now is a full version a variation, possibly in a different key, stems, which are variations that have only percussion or just the piano or just bells, alternate versions that only have the melody or only have the bass line or just FX, and stingers, shorter snippets of an already short sound. The packaging is where I'm still not sure. Should I package one that just has alternate versions, stems, and the full version, and another that only has stingers in the full version? Still working this one out, so any suggestions would be great. 
This idea of -of out-of-the-box branding came about solely to serve as an example, to show brands and companies that were not familiar with the concept of sonic branding an example of what it could sound like for them. It's kind of a counterproductive concept for me, seeing as I try and educate people on creating their own unique sound, but maybe people aren't ready for that yet. Maybe they need to get their feet wet, and so for that, I present to you non-exclusive licensing options. Here is my challenge for you for this episode. Record your brand. What does that mean? It can mean anything. What emotions or actions does your brand evoke? For example, say you are a motivational speaker. Try recording motivational music that speaks to you. Sounds of footsteps going up to the podium, clapping, room noise. Listen to this over and over again until actual explainer words come to mind like leadership, optimistic, passionate. From there, start a mood board. Find actual images that represent those sounds as well as words. I believe that after taking an actual moment to sit in this, you'll have a clearer idea of what your sound should be, even if it's not melodic, because sonic branding is not just melodic. Remember the Aflac duck? You'll at least be able to rule out what does not sound like your brand. That in itself is a huge step. I've included in the show notes a link to a palm-sized voice recorder I found on Amazon. It's easy to carry around and easy to upload audio to another source when you're ready to fit all the pieces together. I haven't used this yet, but it was an Amazon Choice product and a pretty good deal. It's also something that I've been shopping for a potential client, so if you do get it, I'd love to hear what you think. Honestly, all that you'll really need is something easy and accessible like your phone to have on hand to capture these organic sounds. This serves almost like a doodle pad to sketch out your thoughts. Leave the fine art alone till later. Then when you're ready, come to me. I'd love to help, or anyone like me. If you come to them with all this foresight, creating your sound will be that much smoother of a process and potentially a lot faster. And the best part, this will truly be of your brand. Remember, us sonic branders can only go as far as you let us in. If you've done no due diligence on what you truly want before we start designing, then the sound will be more our creation than yours. Sometimes that's what someone wants, but I'd rather it to come from your heart, not mine. There was a Super Bowl commercial earlier this year for Michelob that I thought had one of the most creative approaches I'd seen that had to do with sound design. They set the stage with the backdrop. You see and hear and almost feel Hawaii. The birds, a mountain, a waterfall... You are in the tropics, and it's loud with nature. Then they take all of that away, so all you hear is Zoe Kravitz whispering into a desktop microphone, let's all experience something together. Then the focus went to the sounds of her drumming her fingernails on the bottle of beer, rolling it on the table, cracking it open, and the carbonation fizzing out as she pours it into a glass. They extracted the loud outdoor scene and chose to 100% focus on the little nuances of sitting and enjoying a beverage in peace and quiet. A great use of manipulating sound to focus on the creator's intentions rather than the loudest things in the foreground. Now, did it make me think specifically of Michelob? No, but that's because I'm all about the craft beer. Sorry, beer snob here. But my point is they grabbed your attention. They didn't sell you per se. They just had you slow down and experience something together. 
I want this podcast to give you the information you need to create a successful sonic brand identity. As you join me on this journey, I hope that you'll reach out and tell me what you find interesting, things you'd love for me to expand upon, things that flat out confuse you or you have no idea how to even begin comprehending. This voice accessible world is new to a lot of us and its outlets are growing each and every day. It's new and ever-changing. That's why I'm here, to help bridge that gap between traditional marketing and this whole new way of thinking. I hope you enjoyed this episode. Don't forget to subscribe, follow, add to your library, and share with a friend. Have you read an interesting article lately? Do you have any questions? Do you have a really off-ball event that you heard about that you want to send my way? Please share. You can find me at dreamerproductions.com. That's D-R-E-A-M-R productions.com. LinkedIn, Facebook, or you can email me at Gina, J-E-A-N-N-A, at dreamerproductions.com. This podcast is available on iTunes, Spotify, Google Play, Stitcher, and Podbean, coming soon to iHeartRadio. I want this podcast to be a collaborative event. I want it to be of benefit to us all, so stop by and say hello. Let's make this world of sound more intriguing, more unique, and more and more on brand.